Wait, wait, dude. What? Oh, yeah, sorry. You didn't do it, though. The big thumbs up from both of us means a... Double thumbs up! <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I just spent more on my unborn baby than I've ever spent on myself. That's probably the way it's supposed to be, I'd say. I'm uh, Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie, all about the freedom, the travel, the location-independent lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E. You might notice that I'm a little nasally. It's because I have a wicked cold, but nothing that will stop me from recording this podcast. And maybe I'll even break out my Q-tip impression just because it's easier to to you know get the flow going with the with the nasal vocals. You know what I'm saying? So um, anyway, that's my best uh, my best shot there. I'm excited for this for this podcast, and I'm excited to hear what you dropped the most loot on for this unborn today, child. Yes, today arrived from the nice FedEx guy a stroller and car seat. System, I guess you can only call it a system because they work together, of course. And all told, I believe that this stroller and car seat system cost somewhere in the neighborhood of twelve or thirteen hundred dollars. And I sat there and I thought, huh, I don't know if I've ever spent twelve or thirteen hundred dollars on one item for myself. And I was thinking, like, laptop, no, usually like a thousand, eleven hundred. Plane tickets, I can't ever imagine spending more than like 1100 on this one plane ticket. So I was just going through and I don't think there's anything I've ever spent $1,200 on for myself. So uh, congratulations, unborn baby. You're already getting spoiled. And <laughs> I'm sure it will only get better and better. This kid needs to ride in style, you know? That's true. That's true. And, uh, you know, so... The stroller does, it turns nice, it wheels around nice. Uh, so far, I'm impressed. Well, it better, easy to put right? Together. It better. It, it, I mean, no that kidding. better turn no, on no a kidding. dime. I'm hoping it goes zero to 60 in, uh, I don't know, 4.2. It, it better It better. I'd like to see. To I'd like to see that thing go off against a, like a, a souped-up Tesla or something, you know, just to see who would win out on that. The Tesla of baby strollers, <laughs> the upper baby. <laughs> nice. The upper baby. Human power, um, too. So, yeah, so today, we've got a really cool episode because... Earlier today, we saw um, on Facebook, someone, a friend of ours who is also location independent, Natalie Sisson, posted an article from the New York Times called How to Work from Home. So Jason saw it. I saw it both at different times. And we got on and we were talking about it. And we're like, why don't we go through these this advice that this writer for the New York Times gives about how to work from home and have a little fun with it. Make it a little bit of a game show and give each piece of advice a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And of course, then we'll give you our opinion on why we think this is good advice or why we think this is maybe not so great advice. And if it's not so great advice, Jay, we could tell them what we do instead or, or kind of how we set it up. And uh, I just think it's really fascinating. Obviously, as more people start working from home, either they have their own company or they're freelancing or they're working for a company and being able to work remotely a couple days a week or every day of the week, um, this is happening more and more and more. 
And this is something that you and I have had to get used to. And as I was reading through some of these pieces of advice, I thought, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've thought that. Um, And you're actually going to have to deal with this situation even more kind of in your face and up front in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. This is definitely timely for me. And um, by the way, I'm sure the folks at the New York Times, what's up? I'm sure they're on the edge of their seats wondering what we're going to say about this article. So uh, if you guys ever want to cover any of our stuff, just let us know or we're happy to help out the New York Times. This is timely for me because I have a home office. Uh, You could call it that. You know, living in an apartment in Oslo is... But, you know, I give a shout out to my buddy Ethan, who ha- runs a site called thetinyhouse.net, and he lives in a tiny house, you know, for part part time, and he built it and everything like that. And I think they're so cool. Um, but I also joke around with them that like living in an apartment in a city is tiny house living. Living on the road in uh in hotels and hostels and guest houses is tiny house living. So I feel like I'm already accustomed to tiny house living. Um, and our apartment's not like it's a good size but it's not like that big we live in a city so we have two bedrooms and um my daughter is about to move into the second bedroom um she's been sleeping in her own bed at like the foot of our bed but now she's ready to get her own room and that means my little bye bye office yeah my little home office is um is no more i'm actually moving it into our bedroom which brings up an interesting dilemma given the first point i think they made in this article the second i don't know but um second point second point well we'll get into it now um and we can riff a whole bunch on what it's like having a home office and travel like to your point you might go to an office right now and you might be working on the location independence thing on the side on the side hustle which means you still need a workspace at home you know, for that stuff too. So it's not just people that are working full time at home. If you're trying to get something going on the side, um, some of these tips I think are great for that too, because you still need to sort of set yourself up for success at home. You know, and you can work from coffee shops and things like that, but ultimately you're going to have to work some home from home at some point. So I like to get out. I don't like to work at home a ton, but I end up doing it because nobody wants to hear me record a podcast in the middle of a cafe. Um, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon when everybody's sitting around. Believe it or coffee. not. Believe it or not. I believe it. But uh yeah, so let's uh let's rip into these, Trav. Yeah, let's get into these tips. Uh tip number one, something we talked about, interestingly enough, in the last podcast, in the last location in the podcast. Tip number one is get dressed for the day. And we discussed this when we talked about fringe benefits last of show. location yeah. independence. Last show, if you haven't uh heard that, go check that out. But we talked about one of the fringe benefits is not having to wear a shirt and a tie or even business cash or anything like that. You can, yeah. In pants. your case, Trav. You, in, in my <laughs> case, you can wear what you want. But both of us, Jay, did talk about the fact that even if we're wearing what we want, and maybe that's a t-shirt and shorts like I have on right now, I still get up each morning and put on different clothes than the ones that I slept in. Like I'm not working in my pajamas. I'm not working whatever I slept in. Even though I'm getting to put on what I want, I am actually getting up and getting dressed for the day. So their first tip, basically, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, get dressed for the day. Um, I give this a big thumbs up. I think this is really important. Uh, yeah, uh, that's one of those things yeah, I talked about a little bit on the last show. Um, it, there's, a, there's a trigger that snaps, I think, in my brain when I get out of my pajamas. Um, and it, it takes me from lollygagging mode. Pajama work for me. 
is sort of like lazy work kind of. It's definitely reactive work. Like, you know, say I get Answering up. Answering emails. Yeah, like say I get up media. and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do a ton of like creative stuff today. I'm just going to like catch up on emails for a little while. I might grab my coffee, have breakfast, grab my coffee, sit down on the couch and like, you know, be in my pajamas and do that. But if I want to do some like serious work, I got to get out of my PJs, man. I can't, I can't look down and see pajamas on my on my uh, on my legs you know so um yeah definitely it likes it something snaps i'll i'll get dressed you know fairly early just so i can s- switch into that work mode so definitely agree with that point all right so we're giving it a double thumbs up both double of us, right? thumbs up there you go second that's tip. my like i don't know if that's going to be like a i feel like there's a have you ever seen that saturday Night live skit the man in the box it's like this cheesy radio voice would be like some guy in the corner like double thumbs up for each uh for each anyway sorry i need a soundboard i need to like i need those sound effects we can just start chiming in all right yeah you need some drops you need some drops um drops tip number two don't sleep where you work and uh very apropos for what you were discussing at the top of the show um don't sleep where you work i'm a big i give this a huge thumbs up i cannot work in bed at all uh, I never do. I don't like it. Obviously, I am fortunate enough right now in our home base to have a, a completely separate office, which is very nice. We took a bedroom, turned it into an office. So since we had four bedrooms, you know, now it looks like our, our main bedroom, my office, the nursery, and a guest bedroom. So that's great. I understand not everyone has that. But even even before I had this office set up, I was never one who could sit in my actual bed and do work. Even if I had well, to go I don't down think they're the saying sit in your bed. I think they're talking about like having a desk in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Well, because that's the situation okay. that I'm going to well, be. Well, well, I was just going to say because taking it even further, Heather is actually someone who does enjoy sitting in bed in our bedroom. And doing work, and I can never do oh, that. Hell so, no. <laughs> so yeah, no. I cannot do that. No, that. Well, I mean, no, no, that's no fun. I mean, I'm dreading sort of. I got to give this a thumbs down because I have to because I'm moving my desk into my bedroom. <laughs> so psychologically, if I give this a thumbs up, then I'm already setting myself up <laughs> for non-success. I'm not even going to say failure. So I'm giving this one a thumbs down because yes, I can be productive in my bedroom at a desk as long as I am in my little self-contained workspace and bubble. And actually, that might be true. You know, there there are different triggers you can set up for yourself. And it's like, you know, where my desk is going to be set up, I have a stand-up desk. Um, The bed's going to be behind me. And so it's not like I'm going to have to be staring at it, like thinking, you know, whatever. So I think I'll be able to separate that. We'll have to see. Yeah, and if you have to, I think that is a good way to do it, is at least making it a certain corner that maybe doesn't look out over the bedroom, or or I, I don't know, if your bedroom is big enough, you could even hang, like, have a divider or put, like, a sheet up. You know, you there's ways that you can make uh, that you can make it work. So I'm giving it a thumbs down, because I love having split my office. Split thumbs! You're giving it a split thumbs! Split thumbs, split thumbs. <laughs> Um, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And there, there, there is a lot that you can do as well. Um, you know, as far as going to coffee shops and libraries and stuff like that. And that'll come up a little in in a few of the other tips of just getting out and doing stuff. Um, that's different from whether it be your home office or your bedroom or anything like that. Um, tip number three, a little vague here. Tip number three for them says set yourself up. And they were talking with this about 
technology and things like that. So if you're moving from a company and you're going to, if you are working for a company, you're designing to work from home, make sure that you have the security systems, blah, 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 VPN networks, things like that. Also make sure you have good Wi-Fi. Um, and then they did mention, you know, basically setting up your workspace so that you have the things that you need, comfortable chair, phone, microphone, uh, or not, you know, maybe not phone, I guess, but microphone, headphones, whatever the stuff, the gear that you're going to need there. This is kind of hard to give a thumbs down to because who's going to say like, no, make sure you don't have internet. So <laughs> I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but this is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, the right? only thing you could say is it, it depends on how your your brain works and what makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't love clutter on my desk, but, you know, I have my notebook out. I have my microphone here. I have like this, you know, input box and all these different things um and that's fine they don't bother me now if you're somebody who like really wants a minimal workspace and but you do podcasting or you do these other things maybe you design it in a way where you put those things away and then when they come out you get into the modality of doing that thing but it's not sitting out in front of you all the time so i can be an argument for something like that but yeah the obvious things like you know internet and all that type of stuff it's you know it's kind of a no-brainer i I think the clutter thing is an interesting point because i my office right now is more cluttered than it has ever been and i i don't like it but i it like certain clutter will set me off right I, i guess if it's not mine or there's other stuff in here but if it's my clutter and i kind of have it a little bit systematized i'm i'm okay with it so i certainly don't have a spartan work desk but it's not crazy as Dude, well. Uh, mine's a little um, crazy. I just, I just want to list off a couple of random things that are on my desk right now. And it's not even that big of a desk. It's only like the size. If you stretch your arm out to your shoulder, it's like a little bigger than that. You know, I went to this conference and there was this little like, you know, stress ball guy that has like a camera around it for no reason. That's on my desk. Um, I have a library card right here. Bam. Um, this like security bank thing. I have a guitar capo. Uh, a USB that's made like an airplane. All this, I mean, what am I, what is all, if there's a chocolate wrapper over here on the side that fell down, um, a dirty tissue. Yeah. Okay. It's time for me to clean up my desk. That's the point. Yeah. Since we're, uh, since we're kind of pulling the, the veil off here, uh, let me list out some of the weird things on my desk, a little bit bigger of a desk because I do have two monitors talking about setting yourself up. That is one thing that I think is almost a hundred percent necessary if you're doing work is getting a second monitor if you have enough room, which Jason still hasn't done. So one of these days I'm just going to ship him a monitor. <sighs> I don't have enough room. That's the problem. You have enough. You make room. Make room. Clean off that stress ball guy. The stress ball and guy. Make room is taking for a up a lot of room. <laughs> um, things on my desk: a cactus, which is in a nice little plant holder, so that's okay. A like a thing of. Um, screen cleaner, which I never actually use, but just sits here and I always like open and close it when I get fidgety. Um, I also have a water bottle. I have a paper towel holder that has no paper towels on it anymore. I also then have a Lowe's gift card, um, a headlamp that I got sent by uh, uh, someone who follows my website and said he made a 180 degree headlamp instead of one that just shines right in front of you, which is actually a pretty cool thing. But that was here and I was trying that out. Now it just sits on my desk. Uh, yeah. So also some random, random things as well. So I guess what we're saying is eh, middle thumb to uh, being set up. Like you don't have to be sp- obviously get yourself set up and stuff you need, but you don't have, to, have to be, to be super perfect Spartan for it to work. Just need to have right? internet. Dude, when I was launching some of my other event business and other uh 
projects like Zero to Travel. Um, we had a one-bedroom apartment. So when I would be in Norway and I was dating my wife at the time, I'd be here for like two to three months. Like I had a chair, a folding chair that I would lean over and like put the computer on our bed and like sit in a folding chair because we didn't even have a kitchen table at that time and there was nowhere else to go um, because the living room was like usually being occupied by my now wife. Um, so yeah, it worked and it was really minimal. So you can make it work, but the ideal world, you have a good setup. Tip number four, communicate often. And what they're saying here is make sure that, yeah, and again, this is for people who are usually like working remotely, but working for a company. Um, and I think that this makes a little more sense for them, but they're saying communicate often, update other employees, use Slack, use Google Hangouts, use Skype. Yeah, I, 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 yes, I agree with the fact that you should be using all these tools. But then there's a quote in here that I vehemently disagree with. And they say, if you're not working, you're out on a walk or a lunch date, don't ignore that message from a coworker seeking clarification or assistance. Follow up and be sure that while you're on the clock, you remain as available as if you're seated right besides them. Now, I don't really know what they mean because they're saying if you're out on a walk or a lunch date, but if you're on the clock. So my inclination here is to give this a thumbs down. I think communicating too often forces you to be reactive all of the time and takes you away from the things that you might be doing, the bigger picture things to move stuff forward. Uh, uh, you know, If you have your phone next to you and you're getting pinged all the time, or you have Slack open, or you have your email open, and every time a new message comes in, it pings you. No, no, no. I don't want that. Like, I want to be the one going to my messages and responding when I have time, not on someone else's schedule. So I'm giving this a big thumbs down. Double thumbs down. <laughs> I agree with Travis. I'm giving it a thumbs down as well. Uh, you got to batch it. And if you're getting the alerts all the time, you're just going to get distracted from what you're doing. And you can't get, like you said, you're in reactive mode, not proactive. And oftentimes, that's not the important work. I mean, it is important to do those things, but it's better to save those. I think, at least for me, when you're less... Um, when you're sort of towards the end of the day and you've actually done some proactive things, you know, whether it's outreach or creative things or whatever, then you're like, okay, now I can just randomly respond to all these things and I don't need to use too much brain power for that. So I agree. Double thumbs down. Double thumbs down. Some of the things that I've done to be more proactive and not reactive, just uh, some little things you can do. I don't have my email, like I don't have email set up on my computer and the fact that, you know, like I have a mailbox icon and it comes to that. I actually have to go to Gmail to to get it. I don't have my email on my phone. I don't allow any apps to send me push notifications other than like TripIt or some that, that like send me notifications if, you know, or Southwest, like your flight has changed, but I don't have notifications from Facebook or Facebook Messenger or Twitter or any of those. Um, what are some other things? I don't keep... Like um, our communication channel, which we use, we use a thing called a river, which is very familiar, uh, very similar to Slack. I don't have that send me notifications. I go to that instead. So anything that sends you the notification, if you can turn that off and and make, you know, maybe even put in your calendar so you don't forget, hey, I'm going to check in at every, at noon and at three or whatever you set certain times. Um, that would be my suggestion for people who do find themselves always reacting, reacting, reacting. It's probably because something's popping into your eyesight or your line of vision right then. And you're, and you know, instinctively when you get those push notifications, right, you don't want to see that. You want to see a number there. So you go in and you deal with it. Agreed. So big double thumbs down to that part of the uh, article. (laughs) 
Tip number, I believe this is five. Get into the groove. Uh oh. Again, are you going to start singing that Madonna song? I don't know. That's a generational gap. I think I don't know that Madonna song. Here we go. That's always your Uh, excuse. Yeah, whenever I don't know pop culture and it's you, I just say it's a generational gap. But it's more that I just don't know pop culture. All right. Um, But if you want to start singing, feel free. No, I'll spare everybody, especially with my my uh, nasally, you know stuffed up voice right now go ahead um shoot with this tip so he, to summarize what they're saying here i mean the first sentence says set goals okay can anyone actually give a thumbs down to setting goals no um but they talk about making a list of things that need to be tackled today this week and this month and about having a consistent schedule and being strict around that schedule and this is something that i certainly do give a big thumbs up especially if you're someone who is uh, who is either doing as a side hustle or or you're doing it full-time. And this leads into their next tip too, so I don't want to get too much into it. But especially if you're doing a side hustle, one of the things that I highly recommend, Jay, is to set aside non-negotiable time. And so if you're working on a side hustle and you go to your job nine to five and then you come home, you know, whatever that is, maybe for me, when I was working in Japan, it was Tuesday and Thursday, four to 7 p.m. I'd come home from work and I'm like, this is my blogging time. Didn't matter if people were having the craziest, awesomest party ever. I was not going. It was non-negotiable time. So I allowed myself time to get into that groove by setting non-negotiable time, which will filter into the next tip. But I'm giving this a thumbs up. You need to set these consistent schedules instead of just saying, yeah, I'm going to work on this when I have time. I give this a middle thumb. I mean, a lot of these things, obviously, yeah. I mean, they give the tip on using like the Pomodoro technique, for example, which is um, working in 25-minute intervals with like five-minute breaks in between, um, you know, picking a task and doing that. So I like focus work. I like deep work. I like having consistent schedule. But we talk about the lifestyle and location independence, and what if on a non-negotiable time day, you're like, hey, I just want to go to the beach today or something. Like, I guess you built up your blog and now you're here. So maybe that's changed for you. But I, I, I definitely know that you've done that and I have done that because you want to take advantage of the lifestyle too. So I don't know. Like sometimes you just need to go and like it can't always be the perfect thing. You know what I mean? Um, so that is why I'm giving it a thumbs medium. I also... Um, Thumbs immediately. Well, they, they said like they said make a list of things that need to be tackled today, this week, and this month. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely um obviously like having a to-do list or whatever, but there's a whole thing around to-do list. What Trav and I both like, and we both really love to do, um, because when you work for yourself, one of the hardest challenges is figuring out what you should be doing. You know, you have to you have to figure that out on your own. So um it can be easier when you just ask yourself the questions like, what is my goal this month? So, and, and it could be one focus goal, like, um, or what is my goal for the next three months? You know, for Location Indie, we want to get to a thousand members. You know, that's like a focus goal. Okay. So is anything on my to-do list getting me towards that today? Like whether it's like assigning tasks to people or me, like, you know, calling a hundred people or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Um, it can be anything. So either way, the night before, like sort of figuring out, okay, what do I want to get done tomorrow? Um, and that way, when you wake up, you don't have to think about it. And then you can go in and get right into it. And you know you're picking the right things because you're building it around that like focus goal um, is a good way to do it, at least in my opinion. I, I will be a... I'm a huge proponent of that. I'll say it. I'll sing it from the uh, hilltops or the mountaintops, right? Is setting a to-do list the night before, not the morning of 
the night before. So when you wake up, you already have it. If you forget what you thought, go back, look at it. You just have a clearer mind the night before than you do when you wake up. Yeah, there, I'm certainly not setting non-negotiable time all the time now, although there are times that I do. So it, it, it all right, middle thumb, that, that's fair. That's fair. I understand that. All right. The next one, this goes right into it. We're going to have to hustle here because I didn't realize I had so many. Um, plan against distractions. Block out disturbances. I mean, this goes enforce- against what they said before. This is, was your point exactly before. So, right. I mean, right. I, well, this, they're, they're, they're going more on social media, the setting boundaries for family members and children with your office uh, and maybe your time. So this kind of gets into my non-negotiable time. Maybe this fits better here of saying, if I know I'm going to work from nine to five that day, and this happened to me, you know, I, I came home and I was running my own company and we were working from home and people would just call me up in the middle of the day. Hey, you want to go for lunch? You know, I got off work. I'm, and I, we would just always go and do stuff. And so now I've really had to hem it in and say like, you know, I will at certain times, but it almost has to be more scheduled for me because if not, I could do it every day if I wanted and then you don't get anything accomplished. So for me, yeah, avoiding or, you know, playing against distractions and saying like, yeah, I'll do it, but let's put it on the calendar. This isn't to say I never go off and do stuff um, impromptu, but on over the long run, you can't allow everything that creeps up to just be a yes, I'm going to do that. This has probably been my biggest challenge working from home actually trav like i can plan all i want against distractions but the reality is well especially because we have, have a kid. little one right now yeah and like even if they're out on the deck and like she's doing something really cute or i just don't want to miss like a certain moment or whatever it's really hard to stand or just the random like wandering to the kitchen like hey i'm just gonna go get this uh, glass of water and i end up there for like 15 minutes so i'm like oh i decided to make a coffee and um oh yeah maybe i want a little something sweet too maybe i'll go out to a cafe and get something and next thing you know i'm packing up my stuff and totally changing my plan you know i should give this a thumbs up because um it's probably something i need to do better yeah and something i've gotten a lot better at and that's usually uh the external distractions right like other people and like we mentioned before in one of those other tips the ping notifications and things like that um so double thumb go ahead double thumbs up yeah double thumbs up um, you mentioned this right uh, about half a minute ago, getting out and going to a coffee shop. And one of their tips is to get out and find it says find time to go for short walks to help inspire productivity and creativity. Uh, I definitely agree with that. I also agree with getting out of if you're in your home office, you can have the nicest office ever. But there are times where I just can't work here for whatever reason, like it's not working or there are distractions. Or I just don't feel like I'm in the flow. I'll go and I'll walk to the library. Um, or I'll walk to the coffee shop or something like that. So I'm a big proponent of getting out, but I'm not a big proponent, really, Jay, of you mentioned the Pomodoro technique of like working for 20 minutes and then and then leaving for five minutes and going and doing something. I find that distracts me more. So I don't like if I'm in the zone to take these scheduled breaks exactly. Yeah, I think it was Einstein that had like a daily walk. I mean, a walk is a great example of um, getting out. You know, you just, you do need to get out. Because it's like you think you can think you're being productive, but I've found like a a lot of most of my best ideas come when I'm out, not when I'm in front of the computer, whether it's sitting on like I came up with some ideas today, just sitting on the bus on the way to my Norwegian class. Um, Anytime I go for a hike or for a walk, like it's like an idea waterfall comes pouring in. Um, It's when you give yourself space that like the best ideas come, I think. And it's a very like, 
it's glossed over as like, oh, you go for a walk and you get some fresh air and that's good. Like, no, it's there's way more going on than that when you're giving your brain space. Like, it's processing things. I love to think about things before bed and let my subconscious process those things. You know what I mean? It's like there's just a lot going on when you give yourself space that you can't quantify. And anybody that doesn't give themselves space that thinks being in the front of the computer for 12 hours a day is the way to go is selling themselves short, I think, on some of the maybe the breakthrough ideas that can come when you have that space. And when you get out, you interact with your community. You know, if you live in a town, you're walking around, you see other business owners. You know, there's a lot We're that, that happens. That, yeah, we need to see yeah, each other. See, We're going sane. You see other humans. <laughs> they mention a guy in this article is quoted as saying, you know, I, I have regularly scheduled social meetings, either pre-work coffee or lunch with a friend or a group of friends. If nothing else, it enforces my wear pants rule at least once or twice a week. There you go, Trav. So he's actually, he has to dress up enough to get out in the normal world. So I love that. He wear pants rule once or twice a week. So a big, I uh, give this a big thumbs up to get out and, and just be a part of your environment here and there. Double thumbs up. Double <laughs> thumbs up. Um, here's... <laughs> Another tip, and this says, when you're off work, separate entirely. Separate from your technology um, when you're off work. You know, it, and this was very, very, probably the one of the hardest things for me to do when I started becoming location independent, having my own business, was actually ending a work day. Like just for what, like saying like, I'm done now. And so that's why, Jay, one of the things with a non-negotiable time or, or with scheduling in, it also helped me end. Right. Not only was I not distracted during as much, but it helped me end because I was like, all right, I did put some time in. Like there are days where sometimes it feels good just to put time in. There are other days where I do two hours and like it, it was awesome and I'm I'm fine. But other days I'm like, sometimes I just have to put time in. I know that sounds counterintuitive to everything we talk about with location independence, but there are certain times I'm like, I worked hard today. I worked really hard today. I'm good. It's the end of a day. So this has been a big change in me is like, yeah, not going into my office at the end of the night, not sitting down to write those final emails, not having email on my phone, not doing any of that. I, I'm a big proponent of separating. When you're done work, trying to set a, like a, a flagpole down saying, I'm done for today. Now I'm going to go off and do something different. And Chris is buzzing us right now. Um, I can't do it, Trev. I, I have a real hard time with this, for better or worse. I think it's for better because... I mean, you're the same way. Like, we love what we do and we're passionate about it. So even if I'm not in front of the computer doing it um, or, like, recording a podcast or doing something related, I'm just thinking about it because it excites I me. I think that's fine, and, I think that's fine. But I, I don't think... think but but you could argue that that's not turning it off because, you know, you can be not present. Like, I've definitely been at dinners or different things, social events with other people and been like oh, like I have this thing. I got to go write this down. I got to run into my office and write this down right now. Like I just, and I can't turn it off. I think that's the key. So I think you hit on it. I'm, I'm not saying I'm able to turn it off fully because I'm certainly always thinking about it. But I think you made a great point. For me, writing it down, even if it's just like email this person, even if it takes me as long to like write a note that says email this person on my to-do list, which is by my bedside for tomorrow, then actually get on and write them a two yes, sentence. Email. I agree with that. It's the fact that I'm writing it down. It's out of my head. You know what I mean? And I'm not actually then walking the 20 steps in my office and writing it. And occasionally I do. I actually did it two nights ago and I thought, no, 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 you shouldn't be doing that, man. Um, so I, I think that's fine. I, you're never, I don't think any of us as entrepreneurs or people who love the work we do or just who are 
always push to do more are going to be able to shut our minds off completely. But I think even just saying, well, I'm not physically going to go in and do that task. I might write it down to do tomorrow. That's a big step. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm torn if I should give this a thumbs up or thumbs down because I agree with it in principle, but the reality of it, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you can close the computer and not go back. And so I agree with that. So I'd give a thumbs up to that. But the other stuff we talked about, I don't think it's necessarily... You're not going to be able to separate yourself entirely when you work from home. There's just too I many guess things the word, that the word in, pop the up. The word entirely is a, is a bit of a tough word. It's like when you had a multiple choice test as a kid and they always said like if it said all or every or there are those big defining words you should never pick that answer because it's never going to be the right one right like all the people in this story are you know no so entirely is a tough word but i think separating yourself as much as possible not your brain always as much as the physical manifestations of doing the work shutting the laptop not going in the office not having email on phone etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm giving that a thumbs up so I'll give that a thumbs up. I'll give that a thumbs up. Um, we should whip through this last one because then we're done. And this is an easy thumbs up for both of us. I can speak for Travis 100%. Be grateful. I mean, that's, you know, not everybody gets to do this. We, we get to work in our pajamas if we want to. You know, if you don't want to change your clothes. Not that we suggest it, but if you want yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, you can go out to the cafe in the middle of the day, which I love to do. You can stop and go to the movies. You can... Um, go see friends. You can book a plane ticket and fly somewhere, you know, tomorrow because you can bring your work with you or you schedule it out so you don't have to do it at all. I mean, there are so many benefits. So that's why we're always like preaching this lifestyle because we love it so much. And we know it may not be the right fit for everybody, but if you're listening to this, I'm sure one of those people, you're one of those people that sees this, um, either you're doing it or you see this as the right fit for you. So there it is. And we got a, we got a shout out once. Wait, wait, dude. What? Oh yeah. Sorry. You didn't do it though. The big thumbs up from both of us means a double thumbs up. <laughs> a double thumbs up for being great. Man in the box. Um, double thumbs up. Yeah. Whether whether you are running your own business, whether you are freelancing, whether you're working for a company, I think all of us will say like the fact that you can work from home and are given that option, we're very, very grateful for it. The hu- there are huge benefits for it. We didn't agree with all their tips, but overall, um, some really good stuff here, and we hope you got some uh, little nuggets of advice and that's what this was really about like these small little things that we found ourselves doing jay and i know chris buzzed this a while ago sorry chris but these little small nuggets that have helped you know like almost have a exponential impact right like something like writing it the night before instead of the morning after is this tiny little thing that you can change and it's had an exponential impact on my lifestyle and the work-life balance so hopefully you grab some nuggets out of there that you can implement for your own life and if you have your own nuggets of how to work from home let us know twitter at pack of peanuts at zero to travel uh yeah throw out some nuggets of working from home wisdom yeah we got to give a shout out to kenneth rosen who wrote the article how to work from home in the new york times so um we'll link to the article in the show notes thanks for that it was fun trav always fun jamming on this stuff with you and having these riffs and um i'll tell you what the last time i ran and wrote something furiously was at a an unordinary time it was five o'clock in the morning when i got all these ideas for this location in the event we're going to be doing i'm not going to reveal too much here this is like a super early teaser foreshadowing but 
we got some exciting stuff brewing and Travis and I have been um, jamming on this stuff for a while. So anyway, little teaser there. And uh, if you're interested in getting around a bunch of people who are working on the road, working from home, um, working all over the place because they're location independent or working towards it and you you just want to be around those people because that's what it takes really surrounding yourself with people other people doing it connecting with other people doing it check out our community location indie um, it's not open right now but you can sign up and we'll let you know when it opens up again we'd be honored to have you in and if you find a good article that you want us to oh, riff yeah. on because this was kind of cool yeah. like if you want if you find an article that you're like hey what is their opinion on this I wanted them to give a thumbs up or thumbs yes. down I want to hear their feedback on it send it to us via Twitter or, or to our email team at locationindy.com or Twitter at PackPNs at Zero Travel because it's always fun to um, use someone else's stuff and give your own spin on yeah let's so get thank you guys for tuning in something controversial here you know something that Trav right. and I can really butt heads on that's right thank you guys for tuning in today as always don't forget locationindie.com join the email newsletter list and we will chat with you soon thank you 